the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. So let's look here in Ephesians, I mean, sorry, yeah, Galatians chapter 5, and let's look at verse 22, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. And let me get there myself. <clears throat> okay, let's see what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is what? No law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, is that, that's what you do inside of our hearts. You change us to be more like you. I pray tonight, may Lord, may we desire to be more joyful. Lord, may we desire to express joyfulness even when it hurts, Lord. Not an easy thing to do, Lord, but you want us to be joyful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Where's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22? Oh, here it is. <clears throat> now, if you look at verse 19, I want to give you a couple of things because... This is the works of the flesh. So it is the fruit of the Spirit and the works of the flesh. Look what it says. It says the works, not the work. Two, two key words in this passage right here from verse 19 to verse 26. It says, one fruit, many works. You follow that? The works of the Spirit, not the, I mean, the, the works of the flesh, not the work of the flesh. Look what it says in the works, the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these? Adultery, fornications, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedu seductions, heresies, envy, and murders, drunkenness, rev revilings, and such like of, the, of that which I tell you before, and I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And praise the Lord that we got saved. Amen. You know, because many of those things we have done in the past before we got saved. But praise the Lord, we got saved by the blood of Jesus. Look what it says, but, this is a wonderful word right here. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are, that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If you live in the Spirit, let us also, what it says, walk in the Spirit. Well, this evening, the evening we're going to uh, go back to our series. We started, but Christmas came about. We kind of put it aside, but I think this is a, a good topic to talk about. So let's look at the fruit of the Spirit tonight. So tonight we're going to look at joy. You know, joy is a wonderful word. Now, there's such... Uh, a lack, there's such a lack of joy in our world today. Sure, it's plenty of laugh and entertainment, but all fades away, and soon as, as the movie is over or TV is over, then the happiness are gone. So many people are unhappy, dissatisfied, and unfulfilled. Why do you think we have so many shows on TV to make you laugh, to entertain you? But that's just trying to make you happy. But let me tell you, that's happiness is different than joy. Get, uh, they get angry and upset over so many things. They keep looking for joy in all the wrong places. Places like money, power, or even many other things. Well, here's the deal. 
You ready? Money can't buy you love and can't buy joy either. Money cannot do that. Now, it, it makes sense that there, there would be a lack of joy, and there is a lack of joy in our world, but it doesn't make any sense for the church or Christians not to be joyful. Okay, let me repeat this. It makes sense that there, there would be a lack of joy in our world, which is true. But for a Christian, but it doesn't make sense for, for the church or for individual Christians not to have any joy. We should be the most joyful people on the face of the earth. Amen. Listen, listen, there are days that are hard. That's not true. Amen. There are days, I mean, look at me, I, every, all of you, those of you even who are distracted. Some days are hard, isn't it? Yes. Some days it's painful. You know, problems of life, and all of us have it. Some days are worse than others. But let me tell you this. But it doesn't mean that we're going to lose our joy. Right. Yeah. That's right. What is the verse out there that says, uh, you might weep for... But joy cometh in the morning. Cometh in the morning. There was a wonderful verse. So God wants you to, fall, to be full of joy. And indeed, joy is part of the fruit of God's Spirit in our life, in your life. In fact, that's the second uh, 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 one listed in here. Only love comes before, as we saw the, uh, the last time. But now it says, love, joy. So we saw the last time that love has to do with uh, your attitude. Joy has to do with your emotions. I'm sorry. I will grow in joy as I allow the Spirit to direct my emotions. Listen, we are emotional people. We cannot say that we don't have emotions. We do. We have feelings and emotions. And he tells them, I don't feel like I have any joy today. It's because we allow our mind to go in the problems or the problems that we have around us. Listen, folks, we all, we all to, can fall into this stuff. Right. We're all humans, right? right? So usually our emotions are all over the place sometimes. You ever been there where your emotions are everywhere? Yeah. And you feel like, what in the world am I going to do? Let me organize myself here. It's like, you, know, it's like you, you, you look at your table at work or your desk and everything is everywhere. Sometimes our emotions are all over the place. So let's look at the fruit of joy together tonight from several points, okay? You ready for that? Yep. All right. Number one, God, the fountain of joy. First, we want to see that what the Bible tells about joy and God. Now, if the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, we have to say, where does joy come from? It's got to come from a fountain. It's got to come from a source. Listen, you don't grab an electric wire and you say, you know... You grab it on, and if you get electrocuted, it's because it is a current there, right? If you open a faucet and water runs out, obviously it's connected somewhere. Same thing with joy. Joy comes from somewhere. From whom? From God. He's a source of all joy. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit has to do with God developing. This is character or the character of Jesus in you through the Holy Spirit. So we want to see how each of this, the fruit relates back to God. Listen, that's why I say, if you are not saved, you don't have the Spirit of God in you. So the joy that comes from God, you can never experience it. You say, oh, I am joyful. No, no, you're lost and you're happy because of your circumstances. But that means you're not just, you don't understand the joy that comes from God. So, letter, B, letter A, God is the fountain of all joy. God is full of joy, and God is the founder of all joy. The Bible says these words about the Lord. 
Actually, go to Nehemiah chapter 8 in verse 10. Nehemiah 8.10, way back in the, New in the Old Testament. <clears throat> Nehemiah 8.10. Then he said unto, him, unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto, the, unto, uh, uh, unto our God, our Lord, I'm sorry. Neither be sorry. Look what it says. For the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. Look what it says in Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life in, the, in thy presence. Look what it says. Is the fullness of what? Joy. At thy right hand is pleasures forevermore. What God has to offer me, yes, he, he can offer you love and joy. There is, there is joy in the presence of God. There is. Just as all love comes from God, so all joy comes from him as well. It is, it is God's nature to be joyful. It is, he is eternally joyful. He is, he is joyful in himself. He was joyful before he created the world. He was joyful after he created the world. He delights in his creation and he rejoices in our salvation. God, isn't God that says after he was done creating, he said, he's like, God look at everything that he created and behold, it was what? Very good. Was God rejoicing? Amen. Yes, He was. Don't you do something, build something, or do something, or help somebody, and you rejoice in that? Yeah, that's right. Amen. The joy of the Lord fills our hearts. Yeah, Let it be. God desires to share His joy. See, it's interesting. God all this, is, is joy, and He's the source of all joy, but He doesn't want to keep it to Himself. You follow that? God is not selfish in keeping His joy to Himself, but shares His joy with us. Actually, the angel of the Lord told the shepherds about the joy when Jesus was born. Go to Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It's interesting. We only use this passage at Christmas time, but it's more, it's a great source of information here. Look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And the angel said unto them, who's them? The shepherds. Look what it says. Fear not. Yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, I, I need to talk. I want, I want to talk. I want to tell them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look what it says. For behold, look what it says. I bring you good tidings. I mean, good news of what? Great joy, which shall be with to all people. So God desires this for us to be joyful. You say, Pastor, you don't know my problems. No, you don't know mine. You want mine? <laughs> you want to deal with the mother that is, you know, as uh, uh, something that is not good and we try to learn? You know, and, and, and he, he, things happen, and you're like, I don't know, what am I going to do? But you know what? You know what? God says, I want you to enjoy and also rejoice in my joy. So later, when Jesus met with his disciples in the upper room, he gave them instructions uh, and, them to talk, and, and he told them these words. Look what it says. John chapter 15, verse 11. These things I have spoken unto you, that, look what it says, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. You see, even Jesus reminds his disciples, he says, listen, because I'm, don't lose your joy. Joy is, means to be, is, is meant to be shared. There is an old proverb that says, a sorrow shared is a sorrow helped. Joy shared is a double joy. <laughs> 
You increase in your joy when you share it with others. Now, God doesn't increase in his own joy when he shares it because he is already full of joy. But when he shares his joy with us, joy is still increased for he increased our joy. Get that? So God desires for you to experience His joy or the joy of your salvation, the joy of being saved, the joy uh, to live the Christian life, the joy of living in, in the world that, that He created for you to enjoy. Listen. Oh, this world has nothing to offer me. Yes, it does. The goodness of God is displayed everywhere. You don't have to do what others do. God created a beautiful world. You know, so it's too bad that Satan is the prince of this world. But let me tell you, look at God. People say, oh, I'm taking a vacation to this place. Oh, that place was beautiful. You know what that is? You know what we should do? Praise the Lord. You know why? Because you go to different parts of the earth and you, you re rejoice in God's creation. Oh, that, that beach was beautiful. Oh, that mountain was awesome. Oh, I went, it was a lagoon up there. It was, it's God's creation. And people pay all kinds of stuff to go see that. My brother-in-law said to me, Oh, I like to go to the Azores Islands because it's so beautiful. I said, Yes, praise God. He's the one who created all that. Now, let us see. Jesus testified of this joy. The Bible shows us how Jesus displayed the fruit of joy in his life as he walked on earth as a testimony of God's love for us. Actually, listen to Luke chapter 10, verse 21. And that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, uh, uh, for so I seemed good in thy sight. But in the beginning, the verse says, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. John chapter 10, verse 11, describes Jesus as the good shepherd. He goes after the lost sheep, and when he finds it, he joyfully puts him, them on his shoulder. Look what it says in John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives us life for the sheep. Jesus even shared this, these uh, words as he prayed concerning his disciples. John 17, 13, it says, And now come I unto thee, and these things I speak in the, in the world, that they might have my joy filled in themselves. So Jesus even, said to, even said to his disciples, Listen, you've got to experience the joy that I have. I want you to have it for yourself. Listen, folks, the same joy for us. Jesus expressed perfect joy throughout his earthly ministry. He was full of joy through the Holy Ghost. He rejoiced and continues to rejoice every time a person is saved. He prayed that the, the full measure of his joy will rest upon us. Now, folks, again, it's not what we go through in life. It's the condition of our hearts. Because you can be crying and praising God at the same time. The Bible says, cry with those who cry and laugh with those who laugh. Amen. But you've been, you can be crying with someone and, and be full of joy at the same time. Yeah. Number two, the opposite of happens, happiness and joy. So, so we have looked at God is the fountain of all joy. He's the source of all joy. Next, we need to see what the Bible says about joy and happiness. Because joy and happiness are not the same thing, folks. 
We, we sometimes refu- uh, confuse the two as they're similar to each other. But if you pay attention, people are happy when things go their way. Yeah. I have a guy in my job. His name is Grumpy. Oh, no, he's not Grumpy. He's, he's his nickname. They call him Grumpy. But you know what? If things doesn't go his way, oh, goodness, Grumpy got grumpier. Because, you know, it's not favorable to him. Same thing with us. How many times that we, things don't go our way, and instead of rejoicing in the Lord, we express what? Frustration. Things are said and should be said. Things, you know, we act like the wind is in a lot, you know, strong in the currents. I mean, you can you just think about it. I'm out of words right now, but think about it. what happened when frustration seeks in because the happiness just walked away. But let me tell you this way. For the Christian, happiness walked away, but joy didn't. You follow that? Happiness walked away, but what about joy? You see, happiness is based on circumstances because if they're favorable, everything is good. What about joy? Paul was in prison. And he says, in all these things I learned. Jesus suffered quite a bit. And Jesus prays that my joy might be full. You see, letter A, joy is not dependent upon circumstances. Perhaps the biggest difference is that joy is not dependent on circumstances. We are happy because certain things happen to us. In fact, the English word happy and happen are related to each other. They are both based on a root word, hap means lock or change. And so the word happy literally means how you feel when good things happen to you. You are happy when good things happen to you, and you are sad when bad things happen. I remember one time, a friend of mine, we, you know, I love choppy waters in the ocean. I love those big waves. I just love it. They're like, you're out of your mind. No, it's me. I just like it. You know, my, we went in the water, and, you know, my friend didn't really like the choppy waters. So we, we were happy. As soon as he hit the water, he was not happy. <laughs> Happiness just walked away. You know, like, and I'm there, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know. But here's the thing. Joy and circumstances are two different things. We have to understand that. He usually, we, we, we even say, I'm not happy now. Haven't you ever been so frustrated? Somebody asks you, what's going on? He goes, I'm not happy right now. Don't talk to me. (laughs) You can be happy and sad at the same time. But But you can't be sad and joyful. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. You can't. You can't be happy and sad at the same time. Because when you're sad, happiness is gone, right? But you can be sad and joyful in the same time. And that's because joy is not dependent on circumstances. So, that's <laughs> the Bible actually said, oh, you know, you know, actually, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 or 16. Go there because you need to see something. You know, the writer of the, the book of the Thessalonians, I believe it was Paul, and it, it says something for us to remember. It's a very, I mean, if you don't, don't if, not, if you can't memorize Scripture, I encourage you to memorize this verse because it's really a long verse. It's two words. Okay? I believe you can memorize this in about two or three minutes. Look, it says, 1 Thessalonians 5.16, what it says, 
rejoice forevermore. Look, evermore. Rejoice evermore. Notice, we are to be joyful always in all circumstances. Yeah, when your boss is not good to you, rejoice. You say, how do you want me to rejoice? You might not be happy, but you can be joyful. Okay? One of the supervisors that is replacing my supervisor right now, he comes in with a Dunkin' Donuts box, I mean a box of Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, you have full of donuts there. And I said, you stole all my happiness. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? This is early in the morning. I'm like, you stole my, that was, this was this Saturday morning. You stole all my happiness. And he, I, he said, why? Because I was expecting Allie's donuts. My happiness went out the door. And he looks at me, he goes, ungrateful. And I, <laughs> and I said, I'm just kidding with you because I don't even eat the donuts. <laughs> but, I, but, I, <laughs> but, you know, that's what happened. You know, I seen people going over, they open the box and go, walk away. You know, the happiness is gone because they expect something else. It's not what we do. So joy is, is characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit of God working in you. So joy is different from happiness, first of all, because joy is not dependent on circumstances. You can be hurting. You can, you, health-wise, you, can, you cannot be maybe healthy. You can be hurting. You can be living in a, in a street. It can, you can be in a tough place and be joyful. Let me put it this way. I was talking about two ladies in the Bible. Ruth, who's the other one? Ruth, who's her mother-in-law? Naomi. Naomi. All right, this way. All right. Naomi was bitter because of what? Circumstances. Was not favorable to her. Her husband died. They, 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 her boys died. And she was not, she actually, she was not a good testimony to Ruth. And Ruth, was she joyful? She says, your God is what should be my God. Your people should be my people. Where you go, I go. Is that joy? They were both in the same circumstances. She lost her husband too. She had all the reason to say, okay, I'm done with it. No. She says, your God is my God. You know, where you go, I go. You see, circumstances, bitterness, joy in the Lord. And the circumstances are pretty much the same. I know she lost more, but she lost some too. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Okay. <laughs> Joy is a decision that you make. Happiness is something that happens to you, but joy is a decision that you make. You have to make the decision to allow. That's a decision, yes. To allow the Spirit of God to give you the joy of the Lord in your heart. Listen, you have an old man and you have the new man in you. Which one are you going to feed? If you die to self and allow the Spirit of God to fill your heart and let Him work in you and through you, guess what? You're going to experience that fruit of the Spirit. Joy will come to you. And that is not based on circumstances, your problems, neither your pain. It is a joy that goes beyond our understanding. It's a joy that stays Calm in the midst of storms is a joy that uh, 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 it is a joy that 
I don't know what I wrote here, but anyway, it is a joy. <laughs> it is a joy to rejoice in the midst of tears. Folks, it is the joy of the Lord. I love when I speak to my, my thing and it does everything, and when I look at it, I'm like, what in the world is in here? <laughs> it changes, you know. That's my wife, she knows about it. <laughs> Look what it's actually, go to Psalm chapter 32, verse 11. Look what it says in Psalm 32, verse 11. You got there? Psalm 32, verse 11, it says, but look what it says. Be glad in the Lord, and what? Rejoice, ye righteous. Who are the righteous? The children of God. And shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Obviously, if you ever one time is one thing, when God says it twice, Let's open our eyes and say, God wants me to rejoice. God tells us to rejoice in Him and sing. God commands us to rejoice in Him always. No one can tell you to be happy or sad, but joy is a command, which means we can choose to obey or not obey. Habakkuk chose to, to rejoice in the Lord, despise his circumstances. Joy is a decision that you and I make. So it's like, it's like getting up in the morning. We had a, a lady that uh, before... Our second pianist is to teach, teach our kids. And my wife told me that. He said she had a sign over the front door. Remember that? You told me that. I never saw it, but she saw it. It says, who are you going to serve today? That's a sobering statement. That's a good thing to remember when you walk out the door. Who am I going to serve today? The old man or the new man? Let us see. Joy comes from knowing and trusting the Lord. You know, if the Lord is the fountain of all joy... If he's the source of all joy, obviously I have to trust him, believe in him, that his joy will going to fill me. Listen, God saved us to be joyful. He yeah. said, so, Pastor, but there are days. Yes, you have those days. I do too. When life hurts. When our emotions are all over the place. But I tell you what. But God says in the end, rejoice, child. I remember when we used to punish our kids <laughs> for the good things that they did. No, I'm sorry. When they were being rebellious, you know. And I used, to re I used to remember, listen, you stay here and you do your cry. If you need another hug, I'll come and hug you. But when you leave the room, put a smile on and rejoice. Is that hard to say? Yes, it's hard to say. Is it hard for a child to do? Yeah, it's hard for us to do too. But sometimes, you know, circumstances are not good. Problems of life are overwhelming us, and God says to you and me, rejoice. Yeah. Is that easy? No, it's not. But it's possible. Now, I cannot produce that kind of joy. I cannot produce that. Why? Because we are driven by emotions. Things are good, we laugh and have a good time, isn't it? When everything is good, we laugh and have a good time. Things are bad, we, what we do? We cry, we complain, we get frustrated. Joy is with what is what the Spirit of God, with, I'm sorry, joy is what the Spirit of God does inside of a believer's heart. The more we surrender our will to the Spirit, the more joy we will experience. So, somebody cuts you off in the highway or in the road, all joy goes out the door. Right? I see people driving pointing fingers and, oh, you know what? 
if we learn to live and, and with this joy that God says when they do that, and it's dangerous when somebody cuts you off, slam on bricks in front of you. What about praying for that person? I tell you what, this week, ironically, the guy works with me. And after that, I saw many times, and he's still a bad driver, really bad. He, I'm in this lane minding my own business at 95, and he cut me off, almost took me off the road. Literally, to, to squeeze through me in another car. And I kind of, it, it, it scared me because I was not really, I was not expecting that. The two things you can do, chase the guy. <laughs> Try to tell him, you know, how wrong he is. You know, and I kept driving, you know, and, and ironically I said, I think this guy works with me. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We went to the same parking lot. He's amazing. And after that, I saw him on more, a couple more times. The Lord just, I see that because, oh, that's the same guy. <laughs> you know, show Christ to those people. Show Christ to them. Let's go down here a little bit. Number three, we say growing in joy. Growing in joy. So you heard all, that, all this talking about joy, and you say, I want that joy in my life. Jesus had that joy in, this, in, in, in this, this, the same joy in, in his earthly life. That joy is available to me through the Holy Spirit. So how do I get it? So finally, we're going to talk about, about growing in joy. The fruit of the Spirit is all about growing in joy. Now, so um, I'm saying growing to be more like Jesus. I apologize for this. So what does the Bible tell us about growing in this joy? It actually tells us a lot. Let me give you seven things about this growing in joy. How do you grow in this joy? Listen, because let me put it this way. We don't live in a problem-free world. Correct? I mean, you know, problems will come. You know, they're going to come one way or the other in many different forms. Sometimes they knock at your door. And you open the door and say, hi, I'm problem. Yeah. <laughs> Ever been there? Oh, yeah. I'm problem. And you go, oh, go, go away. No, 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 I'm coming in. Yeah. I want to sit with you. And you all night going, no problem. Just arrive, you know. So anyway, but anyway, how we grow in joy of the Lord in spite in the world that we live in full of problems. Number one, remember your salvation. Amen. Remember where you were and where you are. Remember what God has done for you. Don't forget the glorious day when someone led you to the Lord. I still remember the man. Remember the pastor said to me, he said, why don't you walk in and, and, and receive Jesus as your Savior? He said, because I think everybody's looking at me. He's like, no, they're not looking at you. They are praying for you. I was like, that blown my mind. I'm like, people praying for me. I don't even know these people. He says, Put one leg in the aisle and the other one will follow. That's an old way to say it. Like, really? I'm, like, I'm telling you. And, and, and in the end, an invitation came up. It was right in the service. And he goes to me. And I was like, put one leg out and like, there goes the other one. And I got to the front and this man going, well, can I help you? I said, well, I want this Jesus, you know. Oh, come over here. But I'm like, right there, opens the Bible. And what a glorious day that was. You know, and, you know what? And to this day, I'm still, when I think about it, when, when it keeps me moving, keeps me going, my salvation. Amen. I'm grateful. Grateful for the day that I received Jesus as my Savior. Amen. And I think every Christian would say the same thing. Praise the Lord for that day. 
You know, everybody has different testimony how they got saved. But remember your salvation. Look at that in 1 Peter 1, 8. It says, Whom have you not seen, he loved, in whom, who, and in whom through, uh, through now ye see, ye see him not, yet believing, he rejoiced with joy unspeakable and full of glory. In verse 9 it says, Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. When you remember your salvation, how can... How can I not be, my heart be filled of joy? When I understand where I was heading, it's got to give you joy. The joy of our salvation. That's number one. Number two, be grateful for God's many blessings. You know, when we are frustrated because happiness walk out the door, many times we forget God's blessings. Don't we? If we continue to be grateful to the Lord's blessings in our lives through years, I believe that will bring us a sense of joy in our hearts. The joy to know He cares. The joy to know that He takes care of us. The joy to know that He, he provides. The joy to know that He loves us. Oh, happiness is going, hey, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I might as well just go, I don't know, go somewhere. Put myself in the shoebox. God says, child, I love you. Be grateful for God's many blessings. You know what? God blesses us every day. Amen. Every day. When you get up in the morning, it's a blessing. Don't you know that? When you go to your closet and you pick and choose what clothes you want, that's a blessing. And you say, what do you want to wear today? Not this pants, not this pants, this pants. And you keep going and you're like, oh, okay, this pants. The first one you look at it. But anyway, you just keep going. <laughs> you know? And you look at your shoes and you got to go a whole factory full of shoes there. Or sneakers, or whatever. That's a blessing. Yeah. You know, then you get to put yourself in the car or get to get a drink or eat. You know, it's another blessing. That's God's blessings. So be grateful for God's many blessings. Number three. Meditate on God's word and obey it. Here's the thing. Remember what he said about growing the fruit of the Spirit is your, in our message. You need to water the garden. How do you water the garden? You, you water the garden by reading God's word. Make God's word food for your soul. Don't forget to read God. I mean, don't forget to, to spend time in God's word. Don't fall asleep. Put like little sticks in there, you know, like, you know, keep your eyes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, read God's Word. Spend time in God's Word and rejoice. How many days you read, you read a passage, you go, I had no idea what I read in the book of what? Leviticus. Lord, what I, what did I read? Read it again. Lord, but this is so complicated. We'll read it again. God's word is wonderful. Look what it says in Psalm 19.8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. I have rejoiced in the ways of thy testimonies as much as all riches. Thy testimonies I have taken as an heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing, look what it says, of my heart. Don't just read God's word for, and put it away. Read and rejoice. In the end, thank you, Lord, I was able to read your word today. That's right. Amen. You will grow in joy as you meditate in God's word. Let me tell you this way. 
How wonderful it is when we have God's word. He got to talk with somebody about the Lord. And in the end, we give him these verses and we walk away. You ever walk away rejoicing? Every time I talk with somebody about the Lord, I walk away rejoicing. It is a great opportunity to rejoice in the Lord. Letter D or number four, whatever that number is. Worship and praise my Lord. Worship and praise my Lord. One of the greatest reasons I come to church on Sunday, Wednesday night, or any other time the church gets together is to praise the Lord with my brothers and sisters. Yes, I can praise Him alone anywhere I go, but there is something special about God's people being together. Isn't that something special? I mean, I can worship Him at work. I can worship Him anywhere I go. I can't because God is limited, not limited to a building. But let me tell you, there is something special about God's people. Get this. All the years I've been saved, I never made church just a routine. I hope you don't do that. Don't make church a routine. Church to me always been something sweet to my heart. I got saved inside of the walls of a church. You know, and when I heard that people in church were praying for me, strangers to me, I didn't know anybody. They were praying for me. The praying, the singing, the teaching, the preaching, the fellowship is something that we, are, should, we should rejoice and look forward to it. Look what it says in Psalm 100 verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and, and come before His presence with singing. He said, Pastor, my life is so hard, I don't feel like singing today. You're walking in, I bet you're going to walk out singing. Happened to you many times? Of course. Do you want to grow in joy? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Worship Him with gladness. Sing praises to Him. Even better, do it in fellowship with God's people, in God's house. It's not in vain that... that, that, uh, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Even David liked to go in the house of the Lord. Letter E. The joy of answering answered prayer. In my years of being a Christian, I have rejoiced so many times for the Lord's answered prayer. I have burst into songs. I have praised His name aloud with my voice. I have shed tears of joy. I have prayed even more. When we pray and we see the answer right before our very eyes, we have to burst out in the song, don't you? We say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord for what you have done, Lord. Yeah. It is awesome. Joy, when we experience the joy and answered prayer. Jesus tells, us, Jesus tells us in John chapter 16, verse 24, it says, Hybrid, have ye asked nothing in my name? Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be what? Fall. You can't experience the joy of answered prayer if you don't pray. You can't. He just said you have not because you are. You ask not. But when you, we ask and we see the answer, isn't that sweet? It causes us to rejoice. You know many times in my job, you say, well, goes your job again. Listen. Everything that I touch, it's thousands of dollars. You know, and, and sometimes I go, oh. It just pops in your mind. You go, you're driving your car to work. Oh, oh. And you're already praying all the way there. Lord, you know, if it's wrong, turn that thing around. <laughs> Move that thing because I think I made a mistake. And you go all the way there. And you get there. You go, first thing you do. Praise the Lord. 
You're praising the Lord because you know it's right. So you give him praise to the Lord. I don't know if it, what happened here, but you know it's good, and I praise you for it. Because otherwise it would be a, a dose of problems. Letter F, share your faith. Many people are very awkward, fearing, and uncomfortable to share their faith with anyone. They don't even dare open their mouths because of fear. But let me tell you that fear is a liar. Let me tell you that when we do that, we will never experience the joy of sharing Christ with someone. You know, I don't know about you. I've been there. I witnessed the people with the accept Jesus as their Savior, and they cried, and I cried with them. And they laugh, and they rejoice, and some of them very sober. But that moment there, when that person received Jesus as Savior, I don't know if you've ever been there, it is a joy. It's unspeakable. You know that person just did something that you have done in the past. You understand what that person is. Share your faith. Don't be afraid. Let it allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. It again, it goes to individual ones. Look what it says in Romans 15, 13. It says, Now the God of hope fill you, you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Folks, let me tell you this. When the moment you got saved, you received the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in you. Amen. But the old you still there. You want to serve somebody every day. Either serve your old man or serve the Lord. But if you allow, allow the Spirit of God to live in you and to, to live through you, you're going to experience the fruit of the Spirit. It will be totally displayed in you. Amen. Love. Joy. In the midst of circumstances and problems of life, you be more lovable. You be a person to express love and express love towards others. You be more loving. But also the joy of the Lord is in your heart. The joy of the Lord. I remember a man that worked with me was a Christian. He died several years back of a heart attack. But there was another young Christian there that worked with us. And we were talking and he looks at me and he says, look, 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 look at the joy of the Lord in there. And we were watching as that. This guy, the person, tried to witness to another person in the workplace, tried to talk about the Lord. And you could see the smile in the person's face. And we were just in there sitting back, rejoicing that, you know, we see the joy of the Lord expressing somebody. How we do this? By allowing the Spirit of God to work in us and through us. I conclude. Growing more like Jesus means growing in joy. Jesus was... Was the, uh, was the most joyful person the world ever known. But let me tell you, we can be joyful people. We can be joyful people. So rejoice. Amen. Life hurts? Rejoice. You're crying? Rejoice. Is pain in your physical body? Rejoice. Pastor, that's not easy. No, I didn't say it was easy. Not easy for none of us. But we can rejoice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit. I pray, allow us, Lord, help us. Give us the strength to allow the Spirit of God to work in us and through us. May we be loving people, more lovable. Lord, may people see how loving we are. But secondly, Lord, may we be joyful, serving you and serving others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.